Zoe, I got to say, I've been following you for a long time. And the number one question that I have for you, how do you get your glasses game so <laughs> on point? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, what? I, I mean, I have to give the people what they want. Got to give the people <laughs> what they want. Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam. We are back again another week. And uh, you know what? I am glad to be here this week. Uh, It was a very, let's say, tumultuous week, to say the least. Uh, There was a lot going on this week. And not from a podcast standpoint, it's just kind of life just kind of happened. And, you know, I had to kind of focus more on life than I did actually on, you know, growing the empire, uh, working on damn university that I told you that's coming, working on damn solutions that I told you that's coming. Um, it's been a lot of week, a lot of the week just kind of working on life stuff. So sucks when life gets in the way, but going back and forth from my apartment complex about things that I am not happy about. <laughs> I am not happy whatsoever. And it's one thing I've learned. It's one thing I've learned um, as, as I've gotten older. My paranoia and anxiety has, is, is, is definitely goes up like every three to six months. And it's at all time high. And so you have little, little things in here that's, 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 that's moving around in here that don't pay no rent and I live alone. Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk. So that's been the deal um, this week. So hopefully um, some of that stuff can get behind me fairly soon. Other than that, you know, just, just, just committed to bring you more and more content. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, You know, make sure you go out and write a five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts, and you can write a, you do a five-star rating on, on Spotify, you know, support the brand, support the movement, support, it's about damn time. Now, it is about damn time that I talk to Zoe Flowers. Now, Zoe Flowers is an author, a filmmaker, and a social justice healer. She is a person that I kind of stumbled upon in, in Clubhouse. Um, she does readings. And um, as y'all know, listeners, that I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I just, I'm totally all the way like this expert in, in that spiritual world and in the the mystic world and the uh, some say the the witchy world. Um, definitely not. But I'm interested. I'm, I, you know, you know me. I've always had an open mind to things. I always feel like. The universe is more than just what we believe in our tunnel vision. And Zoe um, definitely 
feeds that particular need for me to kind of explore. And so I met her in Clubhouse and she gave me a couple of readings and everything. And I ended up following her on Instagram. And from there, uh, she's been on my list of people that I want to talk to. Uh, finally got a chance to actually twist her arm to get on. And um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. So I want people who are normally a bit narrow-minded, have that tunnel vision, they, they believe what they believe. I want them to actually expand their mind. I'm not saying that I want you to change everything and how you think and how you feel and how your mama raised you, how your grandma raised you, or whatever. I just want you to spend the next hour to listen and have an open mind and see how things go from there. That's all I ask, because that's what it's all about here on It's About Damn Time. I'm here to change the narrative, to change the perspective. I'm here for you to open your mind and for you to explore things that you probably wouldn't explore on a daily basis. This is why you're here. This is why you have me. This is why you listen every week. You never know who I'm going to be talking to. I'm very excited to be talking to Zoe because her podcast just launched Monday. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday or, or later, um, Monday, the previous day, her podcast, um, Magic Hours, and the podcast has launched. And guess, guess, guess who happened to be her first guest on the show? <laughs> Yours truly, Jared Dam. So um, after you listen to this podcast, just mosey on over. <laughs> so to speak and listen to her podcast and you can hear me again for an additional time an additional hour for no extra charge you can't ask for anything better than that that's a great show because i, I kind of get into details and she gives me a reading and you know i may may have some some emotions come out and this is a great show because you get to know the person who is going to make me cry <laughs> so without any further ado Sit back, relax, listen to Zoe and me. It's about damn time. Welcome to another episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam, and I am here um, with the lovely, talented, the author, the filmmaker, the social justice healer, Zoe Flowers. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing really, really well. It's a great day. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And and I'm excited for you because, you know, your podcast is, well, has dropped this week. By the time by the time listeners are hearing this, your podcast has dropped. So yes. I'm excited for you. And I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but, you know, someone's going to be your first <laughs> guest. Someone, someone. Who's someone, be? You know, your first guest, you know, yes. so I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of special right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. So as I was preparing for, you know, this conversation that we're having, I don't know what to ask you because I kind of want to ask you everything because, you know, okay. you, you've done so much in with your journey. So I guess the first thing I, I, I got to know is how did you become Zoe Flowers? How did you how did you become what you're doing right now? Oh, that's such a good question. You know what? I've always been this person, but like, you know, I've always been interested in things that are outside the norm, people, mm -hmm. movies, music, all those things. I've always had a huge imagination. I definitely was a daydreamer as a child. Oh, yeah. um, I definitely had like 
imaginary friends and all those things. I also had a really strong connection to definitely, I wouldn't say the universe at that time because I didn't have the language for that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely knew I was connected to something. But along the way, as life will do, it kind of um, damped out pieces of me. And so around, I would say 22 or so, I started to um, go back down the road to pick up those pieces to, mm. and it's a, it's a continuous thing, right? Yeah. But it's studying, I would say studying. I've always been a reader, I, you know, I, from a very small child. And um, so books also helped me to become or step into who I am. I mean, that, I guess that makes a lot of sense, um, especially considering that, um, you know, you not only do you say that you're such an avid reader, but you you write a lot. You know, you have a lot of articles and a lot of different publications. So um, for my listeners who may not be familiar with you, but they are about to get very familiar with you. Talk about some of those some of those those articles, those publications that you've, you've written for. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, like I was saying, right, along the way, different situations like, you know, domestic violence and things like that kind of took me off my path mm. a little bit, right? And so what wound up happening is I wound up having to leave the state and mm. move to a different state to um, heal. And I actually wound up moving to Atlanta. And, you know, I moved to Atlanta in 1994. I would say it's like the best time to have been in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I was so there I for 13 years. So I and hear. Yes, that was like the golden, you know, era. And there were so many poetry readings at that time. And I was such a shy writer. I used to write things and not read it to anybody or read it to like one person and not tell them it was me. And then mm-hmm. if they liked it, then I'll be like, I wrote that. I used yeah. to go to poetry readings and leave before they called my name. Oh. I just was so shy. But there was this one place in Atlanta called Club Kaumba. And we used to meet at Our Daily Bread on uh in the west end i don't okay. know if they're still there anymore but there's a amazing poet still lives in atlanta his name is kenneth Izaki, and we used to meet every wednesday and he created such a safe space where mm. we would like read our poetry we would workshop our poetry and people also sang they did monologues and atlanta really helped me to grow as a poet and to believe in myself and um so yeah, that's so the domestic violence piece. Once I started to get more comfortable speaking at conferences and things like that, um, people started reaching out to me for articles. So I've been in the field now 21 years. And so I'm kind of known for speaking about domestic violence, sexual violence, but I've been making that shift to more healing. So that's right. how I got the articles. It's just like being doing conferences and putting my work out there and people just call me. Well, I, I like this. It's, it's a, it's a couple things that I, I got from that. Like one, I definitely um, missed the golden era of living in Atlanta since I'm, <laughs> I'm here now. I'm in the, I'm in the Atlanta Metro area. So, but I, I do feel like uh, it's gotten me out of my shell because I clearly would not be doing this. Right. You know, had, had I not moved. Yeah. So, you know, it's in, and I definitely can relate to, you know, where you, you know, where you coming from as, as far as, you know, poetry readings and then kind of being shy with your writing. You know, me starting out as a, as a blogger, I, I have so many drafts of things that I, I would write and then I'm like, mm, nope, this is not coming yeah. out. Like, it's yeah. not. 
So, you know, it's it's a lot. No matter what your subject matter is, it's a lot to put yourself out there for people to be exposed to. And and, and it, it feels the more creative you go in that regard, the, the more you're exposed, the more that you're a little shy, because um, even even with you, your your communication with, you know, um, domestic violence and, and sexual violence and, you know, there's exposure there communicating that, you know, being you know, you know, surviving and, and going through it and healing from it. Same thing for me. I, I'm related to to my mental health issues that I've I've had and my struggles, and I try to be that advocate. Some some days, you just don't want to be advocating like like advocating. You know, you just it's like I I know y'all know that I be struggling. I'm trying to be transparent with y'all, but I just need to lay in the bed for a little while. So, exactly. um, just kudos to you for like for for doing that. And you've been doing this, you know, for for 21 years. So. But I do love the shift. I do love that you that a lot of times people put you in a box, mm-hmm. and 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 I think what what made me gravitate towards you and in in your Instagram and everything besides me uh, following you on Clubhouse. But 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 besides all that, I think it was because you don't fit a mold. You don't you don't fit into a box. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, and nothing irritates me more than people trying to put me in a box. (laughs) And um, a lot of it is my astrological placement, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, But it's just my personality. You know, I like so many different things. And I had, um, I come from sort of on my mother's side of the family, they're Southern. On the father's side of my family, they're Jamaican. Mm. So I grew up, you know, in, in a very white suburb. So I just have lots of different experiences that mm. I ran from that suburb and moved to Atlanta, <laughs> you know. So I have had a lot of um, experiences and that's been my spiritual journey too. I mean, when I was a kid, I went to synagogue with my Jewish best friend. I've gone. So I just have, I've just had a lot of different experiences and I bring it all to my spirituality. I bring it all to my art and uh, my healing work too. I love that. Cause that's, how, that, that's how people can relate to you from all walks yeah. of life because of the fact that, that you've been exposed to so much. And I, and I think, I think that's a really a, a, a real blessing to be able to have that type of exposure. But the one thing I kept thinking about was the fact that you know you got two sides of your family, one from the south and, and one Jamaican. I'm sure you have recipes for days. My mouth started watering just thinking about it. Uh, so you talked to me. You talked before about how you know you 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 kind of always been spiritual um, gr- growing up, and you know, and then you know as it's kind of growing up, you know, separated from it. But by 22, you start picking up those pieces again. When did you realize that you wanted to be, you know, a, a healer and, and that you wanted to help people? Yeah. So that was 20, I want to say 2011 is 2011. No. Yeah. Around 2011, 2012 is when I made the decision. It was because I've always been gathering groups of people together Mm-hmm. and doing spiritual things with them. But in 2011, after I got my Reiki one, my Reiki attunement, I started to get this urge that I wanted to be a healer. And I was working at this job and um, I went into the break room and I called one of my you know colleagues and I said, 
I'm getting this message that I'm supposed to be a healer, but I've had so many bad things happen to me. I'm not perfect. You know, I had this right. idea that healers had to be perfect. Mm. And I was like, you know, I have so many issues. Like, how could I be a healer? And she said to me, yeah, but look at the Bible. Look at Jesus's disciples. None of yeah. them were perfect. Right, and right. She, and she said, God does not pick, we were using that language at that, that time. And she said, God does not pick perfect people to mm. do this, this work. And it was like, that is all I needed to hear. That was it. So I was like, okay. Oh, actually, no, I'm mistaken. You know what? I hadn't gotten my Reiki attunement yet. I was feeling the vibe and I called her. She said what she said. And then she said, well, what do you think you want to do? And I said, I think I want to do Reiki. I think, but I had never had it. And I said, I think I want to do Reiki. It's calling me. I don't even know what it is. And so I went back to my desk. I was like, okay, Reiki. So I typed, I went on Facebook and I typed in, does anybody know any Reiki people? Right. <laughs> does anybody know anybody who makes people Reiki? Like, I didn't even know. And like immediately I got some suggestions and I went to what the person that would become my Reiki master. He happened to live around the corner from my house in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. I went to his house. We had a conversation. He put me on the table. He did, he did it. And then I was like, okay, I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. And then like the minute I made that agreement, I started doing Reiki for friends for free. And then I started getting invited to different events around Brooklyn. Like they used to have this thing called the Zodiac Lounge and I would cart my table there and do Reiki. And then there's something called Alternate Roots, which is an art and activist event that happens every year. They have their annual meeting in Asheville, North Carolina, actually. Alternate Roots is like a huge art and activist organization in the South. Once alternate routes, I was giving people Reiki there. I mean, I just started going everywhere. Mm. And that was that. Then I got my Reiki 2. And when you get your Reiki 2, you become like more psychic. It brings out whatever else is in. So then I started like doing readings for people here and there, still super nervous. Then I got my Reiki 3, which means I can attune other people to Reiki. I can help other people become Reiki practitioners. And then that was it. So that was probably around... I don't know, 2013, 2014 or so. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So I still had a full-time job and they started letting me do healing and wellness with my job. I worked for an organization called the Women of Color Network, which is was a national, well, they're still around, but it's a national grassroots organization um, for women of color. And they were like, of course, you can start the trainings with meditations. Of course, you can do wellness exercises in the middle of meetings and this and that. And so it just it just started clicking. Next thing you know, we got a grant from the NFL. They were like, Zoe, we're going to give this to you. And so I started doing so I started taking that money and like reaching out to all my friends who were healers. And we started doing healing pop up shops. This was in 2018. Yeah, because I left in 2019. Started. Yeah. Yeah, and That's that was so that. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> that is so dope. Okay, okay, I'm so, I'm so excited. So, okay, for my for for people who who may not know, because uh, I'm a novice, but I at the same time I'm all I'm very interested. I'm and I'm and I'm a nerd, so I like to, I like to know things. Yes, so, but for for people who don't know. Yeah. Reiki, break down Reiki. Yeah. So what we say is Reiki is like acupuncture without the needles. Mm. So Reiki works on the different layers of mm. the body, right? So we have our 
main sort of layer, Zoe, Jared, that you see. Right. And then outside of that, we have our auric field, which, you yeah. know, people would talk about their auras and this and that, but there's actually seven layers to the auric field. And what makes Reiki so amazing is that Reiki works on each one of those levels. So Reiki works on a spiritual level, it works on an emotional level, and it works on a physical level. Mm. And so you might see people, they'll hold their hands like over the body. Maybe they'll touch you. Maybe they won't. But it helps the body to actually heal itself pretty mm. much through first intense relaxation. And my teaching is that we're all born with Reiki. And so it's kind of like a radio station. So mm. when you once you put your hands down, it's like you're tuning into the body and the body's like, oh, okay. Time, time for healing to start. Right. And so that's kind of what it does. And it also works with your chakras too. Yeah. And, and I think that's why I got into it when it, when it was when in regard to chakras. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they have a, um, a psychic fair out not too far away from me um, yeah. that they do like once a month at the first of every month. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of my friends kind of got me on to, to, to go. So I, I, I went a couple of times and, and there, and there was, you know, it was like you know, like dipping your your big toe into the water a little mm-hmm. bit, and, and it, it was like, okay, this was fine. Well, actually, no, let me tell you the story. What really happened? Tell this me. Is was this what really got me. So I'm listening, but I'm, I'm but I'm and I'm open, but I'm also like guarded because mm-hmm. I just you know I know there are people out there that you know just to say something just to kind of you know get money or or whatever. So I'm, so I'm coming up to it with an open mind, but I was guarded, and I. I, I was talking to this this, this one lady and I'm, and she's telling me stuff and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, that could be related to me or you could just be making educated guesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just tensed up mm-hmm. and she just stops and she looks up at the sky and she just kind of mumbles to herself and then, she, and then she looked back at me and she said, you are not your father. And I bust out crying. Like, I just... I lost it. I lost it. I was like, oh, nope, she the truth. She the truth. I don't know how she knew. I don't know how she knew. I, cr- I started crying like immediately, like Love immediately. It. And so um, after after that, still start, you know, dipping my, okay, let me let me dip my, my both my legs in. Let me get it to my knees. So, you know, it, it, it got to the point where I, when I was ready to, to try Reiki, um, because it, they kept saying like, you, you need your chakras, chakras clean. <laughs> you need it, and so I was just like, "Maybe I do need it because you know I don't, I have trouble relaxing. I have all this, all these issues." So okay, um, and it, but of course this this psychic fair is it, it wasn't a closed off space. Yeah, so you you kind of had to do it with headphones on, so you you're going to get get it, but you're not going to get it a mm-hmm. whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. But but I, I do remember the one experience when I, the stones were being placed on me. And right around, I, I guess my my heart chakra. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that got real hot. That stone got real hot, and so I was like, okay. And and I and then I meant to like, it was on, on a time where I was trying to you know rebuild my life. It was right after me and my wife had, had split, and so even though we're friends now, but still, I you know it's a lot of other stuff that was going on. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get my chakras cleansed and everything, and then. 2020 happened and that was a wrap after that so oh right because everything <laughs> shut down yeah. yeah everything shut down and I, yeah and i, I kind of really didn't think about it till you started talking about how you how you went through the whole progression of that so very very interesting stuff oh um, yeah 
I don't even know what to say with that. So the as as far as the the healing goes, you you know, you're you're doing this, you're getting the contracts, you you brought your fellow healers on, and so now you so yes. now you just travel like like I saw this on on, on your site. That's imzoeflowers.com, by the way, if you if you're interested, it's right there. That's right. Uh, link will be in the show notes. But when I when I saw that there, I saw you've been traveling so in, everywhere from New York to Ecuador. So tell me about the experience of of traveling. And being that healer, like how how great is that? It's great. It's amazing. It's 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 amazing. It's like I mean, so I alternate routes. Going to North Carolina was probably the first one, and Ecuador. So myself and my co teacher or co maestra, as we say, um, Dr. G Love, she was living in Ecuador, and she we we had a show actually on youtube called the black witch chronicles Mm -hmm. um and we had lots of popularity with that show and she was in ecuador and she she, even before black witch chronicles she wanted to do a retreat i always wanted to do retreats and she was there and she was like man you know i gotta put this retreat together and i was like oh well i'll help you i still had a full-time job i was like i'll help you and she was like well you can help me run it (laughs) i was thinking like admin something right right nope so yeah, so I traveled to Ecuador and we had people come and she is very involved in this shamanic practice. And so we did that retreat on the summer solstice and then the winter solstice. And so that was my first time abroad uh, traveling. Um, it's great until you get like you're trying to uh, get back on your plane and you get called down under the airport because people want to go through your bags because you got so many crystals. Right, and, right, right. And tarot cards and they're going through the tarot cards like, what is this? And I was like, espiritual, espiritual. And they were like, oh, okay. And then they just, you know, they just put the stuff away and they let you, you know, <laughs> they let you go through. Like, one, even in um, New York, the lady had my little juju bag and she was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, you know, little of this, little of that. She was like, oh, okay, I get it. She was like a Latinx sister. She was like, I get it. I understand. And she just dropped it back in my bag and was like, you're fine. Go through. So, so nobody, yeah. I mean, when you know, you know, and if you, and if you, if you have some kind of sense, you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, I don't want no parts of it. I exactly. just, I just want to live my best life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and listen, I try to, you know, I wasn't always good about like protection and like amulets like I have now, like my evil eyes and things like that. Um, but when I traveled, I did like to put on the accoutrement so I can just breeze through. Mm-hmm with no issues i get that that makes a lot of sense no yeah. no no one's gonna if, if they if they see everything going on they're, they're not gonna be asked questions yeah yeah i try to i try to do that sometimes i just i'm like this just real regular you know just walking through life like but if there's but there are certain times when you want to just like um like mama coco says um you know one of these things is not like the other we need to <laughs> let people know sometimes you gotta let them know sometimes yeah. you just you just gotta let them know yeah all right we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back from break i'm i'm going to um pick your brain about all things numbered and uh you know the the, the spirituality and everything because I'm, I'm very curious and, and kind of tell listeners how i how i kind of just twisted your arm just a little bit to be on, <laughs> on this podcast so it's still we'll- sore <laughs> so we'll be coming (laughs) from break we'll talk about that it's about damn time do you remember waking up on saturday mornings 
to mom cleaning the house, Luther Vandross blasting in the background, the smell of lemon and fresh linen. Yeah, we've all been there. The nostalgia of our youth is bottled in one candle, the Lemon Touch Signature Candle, A Beautiful Day. Curated by Simply Beat Candle Company, Beautiful Day begins with calming cotton blossom and a touch of lemon. Add a hint of vanilla with citrusy brisk musk to finish off this super fresh scent. You can purchase your candle today at Simply B, that's B-E, CandleCo.com. Free shipping available for orders of $75 or more. Handmade with love in South Carolina. We all deserve a beautiful day. And we are back. It's about damn time. I am here with Zoe Flowers. So I am I am really excited to get to talking about this. So let me tell y'all how I, I actually, um, you know, cold pitch Zoe to, to be on my podcast. So not true. So, <laughs> She made she made a post on on IG about about uh, angel numbers and uh, and um I've had Zoe actually on my list to talk to for a while now I hadn't always been the most confident in pitching to people so I think I think I think um I don't know which for the last four four months I'm like Man, screw it you know the worst you can do is just say no and I just keep going but so I had you on my list for a while ever since I I I, I followed you in Clubhouse and so. And so I saw angel numbers. I was like, well, no time like like the present. So I was like, ah, so I need to learn more about angel numbers. And so it was like, well, what do you want to know? I'm like, well, maybe you can tell me on my podcast. And voila, <laughs> magic. Yeah. So I was very I'm very excited for you know to to twist your arm to be on. But I, I guess the main thing is, you know, to start out, what are angel numbers? Yeah, sure. So, and thank you for um, reaching out. I don't know why you did. I mean, I'm so accessible. Like, it's my, I'm in my hands. Only I'm in my hands. So accessible. (laughs) Um, So, angel numbers. So, it's funny, right? It's like taken off now, which is great. It's, um, It's what we wanted as spiritualist people. You know, for so long, it was like we were screaming in the wind, like talking about angel numbers and chakras and going to yoga. And people just were like, y'all are weird. What are you doing? You know, and now it's like in the public consciousness and it's great. And so for me, I would say, gosh, I don't even know when I started seeing numbers. And this is usually what happens to people. Mm -hmm. They'll look at the clock and it'll be like one, one, one. Or they'll look at the television or 333. You know, they just start seeing numbers all over the place. And so basically, angel numbers are a form of communication trying to alert us to certain things. And each number has a certain vibration to it. So that's what they are. But numbers are powerful, just angel numbers aside. Numbers are so, so, so powerful. So when we think about numerology, when we think about astrological houses, I'm going to actually read to you some Reiki magical, magical numbers that I used on myself, on my mother years ago. And there's so many ways you can use them. So typically they say, if you see one, 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 you want to make a wish or you want to really be clear about what you're thinking. 
in that moment because what you're thinking you know our thoughts become things our thoughts right. manifest right. so that's like a oh okay like i'm i'm keyed into that and that angel numbers um thing that i did on instagram i think i got 333 which mm-hmm. i was was they said was protection right so but there are these amazing numbers that y'all can find and you can um key in magical reiki numbers and so there's like this one number, 1323251, to optimize and balance the energy of the base or root chakra. So there are actually numbers that you can use to help align your chakras, to help mm. open up your heart. But there's also like, there's also things that I've used to help my mom, like when she's trying to quit smoking. There's numbers that are associated with stopping smoking with stopping drinking, with diet, exercise, like also illnesses, diseases. Of course, I don't give medical advice. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. So you want to do these things along with, you know, seeing your doctors and things like that. But some of the ones that I've used, and the list is long because they're always adding to it. I think I found this list in, oh my gosh, maybe 2000. 10 or 11 and now there's so many like one is for easing the life of single parents one two six six nine seven eight and so what i do is i put the numbers right in my hand or there's some for overthinking and fear so i just i just write the numbers above my head whatever part of the body i need assistance in i just draw those numbers on my body you can also write them down and place them on your body. So the angel numbers are an amazing um, introduction. They are a wake up call. They are an invitation to the world of the divine. Oh, okay. Right. It's like, yeah. it's like a, it's like, it's like the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. it's like, why am I seeing three, three, three on the clock all the time? Why am I seeing five, five, five all the time? And so after a while, you like start to pay attention. So that's what it is. It's really an invitation. They're, they're just trying to get our attention to bring us to this greater understanding and healing. That's, that's, that's very interesting because, you know, I've seen, uh, well, first of all, I'm excited about these. I need to get all these numbers. Oh, I'll send you here. the link. Yeah, I'll yeah, send you the link. Because I'm writing them down. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm need to, I need to have my, my body covered in numbers. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, I I think I think what's interesting about it is because I'll see like you know you know three 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 or one one one. I'll see you know that on you know on the clock or you know whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess because I'm not present in the moment. I'm always thinking about the next thing and I'm always mm-hmm. moving around. I don't, I don't, I don't, I see it, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. So, so is, is it, is it, a, is it something that just trying to train yourself to just kind of be in, you know, in the moment, just, just, you know, be mindful right then and there in order to, in order to see things like how, how do you train yourself to see, to, to see these numbers? Well, you know how they say God speaks in whispers. And if you don't listen, then you get the hammer. 
Mm, not saying that the angel well okay right because you're not listening (laughs) because you're like busy like doing all the right Right. it's like hey we're over here we're trying to get you it's like the angel numbers are like those cloud those clown things that in front of the car dealers that are like flopping around but we just drive by because we're so busy doing other things right this is what the angel numbers are they are an invitation to a greater understanding and a greater knowing and a greater, most importantly, relationship to the divine. Hmm. So I had one of my students um, text me and say, I keep seeing these numbers, what are they? And and immediately what came to my head, because I am a channel as well, immediately what came to my head was she needs to figure this out for herself. She texted. She was like, because she wrote, should I Google it? And I was like, she needs to figure it out for herself. And before I could even type it in, she wrote, or maybe I just need to sit down and like figure what out what they mean for myself. And I, and I texted her back. I said, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exact. Google is a great place to start. However, and the invitation is for us to sit down and meditate on these numbers. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing three, 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 of course, you're not going to pull over in the car and meditate right away, but it's like parking lot it. Right. And then when you get to a place, it's like, write it down, write down three, three, three. I'm a fan of working in the dream time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, write down three, 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 put it next to your bed and you can program your subconscious. You can talk to your spirit guides and say, let me tell me what this means in my dreams. Hmm. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, you might not get it when you first wake up, but you might turn on the radio and you'll get it. So again, these are different ways to connect with spirit. And these are things that I have done for years. There was a time where for a number of years, I would sit on the edge of my bed and I would say, I want to know the answer to this by tomorrow. Talking to my spirit guides and my subconscious. Go to bed, literally wake up the next day. If I don't have the answer right then, I'll have it. I will have it by the end of that day or three days max. Really? Yes. I gotta, I gotta do better. I think I think it's a I think it's a mindset thing, a mindset thing. I, I really do. I think I think you know a, a lot. Um, and and I and I always it always seems uh, controversial. I've I grew I grew up in the South, so Southern Baptist. So mm-hmm. you know you you start saying stuff like uh, angel numbers and like I, I know my mom's gonna be listening to angel numbers. You know, so you start saying things like that. You know, people get kind of a little guarded by it but for for me it's it's a mind it's a mindset shift from the start so whether you are um or just like okay bible 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 i don't i don't i'm not i'm not acknowledging all this or whether you're like okay i'm acknowledging the power of numbers and everything like that you still have to have that your mind open to be to be guided to the right way whether it's god or universe however you want to however you want want to call it it's for me same thing right so and I think that's where the shift has kind of happened to me so far, um, at least this year, where I've been bombarded with my depression, bombarded with my anxiety that is in almost, you know, like um, paralysis by analysis to now to the point now where I, I push through. I'm scared, I'm still scared, <laughs> but I push through and and I think people have seen the difference in that. So I, I, I love that you have trained your mind to 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 
not only acknowledge things that you see, but say, this is what I want and put, and put it out there for your mind in order for it to happen. Yes. So first of all, I'm going to have to come back because we're going to have to have lots of conversations about lots of different things. So I'm just mm-hmm. inviting myself back to your show now. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, here's the thing. I Same thing for me. Right. I already told you my grandparents are from the South. My grandfather's from America's Georgia. My grandmother was from Tifton, Georgia. So we're like mm-hmm. country crunchy. Right. And mm-hmm. then the West Indian side of the family is Jamaican Catholicism. Mm-hmm. But here's what I say. Did every not elder black person in the family have a numbers book by their bed? Did they not? Mine did like the little paper books with all the numbers in it. And if it's a fifth, if, if you dream about fishes, somebody's pregnant. Mm-hmm. If you do this, do you do that? Like I grew mm-hmm. up with people with the numbers books by the bed. That is very Southern. Mm. So what, so it's like, we have to like, look at the whole picture. Yeah. Right. And expand yeah. our thinking around these things and look for we're already doing this stuff. Exactly. We literally, (laughs) we literally believe in the Easter bunny and Santa Claus. Like, (laughs) it's like, like, what are you talking about? It's like, like, the Catholic church spends millions of dollars on incense. It's like, stop it. Like, right, right. The father, the son, the Holy ghost. We're talking about parting the water. Like that's like, a stick that turns into a snake. Like right. we already do a rib and come out somebody's body. And now it's a whole person. It's like, right. <laughs> it's like we're already living a magical existence. Yes. So <laughs> how, how do you, how do you put parameters on it? Exactly. And, and then, and then further expanding into the numbers thing. Yes. The numbers are so much powerful in the Bible. The Trinity. Yeah. Yo, I, look, I'm, I'm trying to open minds. I'm trying to Listen, open minds. You don't, know, take, I'm just, don't take look, me I'm, back. Don't take me back to my Atlanta days when we started talking about the numbers, the this and the that, my brother, and you know the science. Look, all, all I'm saying is, you know, and, and, I, and I know so you know when I mentioned to a few of my friends that, that I'll be talking to, you know, like, I'm just really not all that in, you know, into that. I the whole point of this conversation mm-hmm. is to open your mind to things. Er- yes. Everyone, everyone is closed minded when it because when it comes to what they've experienced and yes. what their family has taught them. Yes. And they don't think they don't think outside of that. Open your mind to just expand to to look at things differently. And that's the whole point of this podcast. But it's a process, right? Like I joke, but. But I've done it myself. I went through a period of time when I, you know, lived in Atlanta where I threw all my crystals out like that. That programming is very effective. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, this stuff is the devil. And I threw I even threw away my hip hop seat, like my tapes. That's how long ago this was, because it was like mm-hmm. I threw away all my cassettes. I threw away everything and just was like back in church in the front seat, like doing all the things, saying all the hymns. Until I started researching, the thing about it is we need to be a little bit more educated. Mm-hmm. We need to be a little bit more educated about the things we say we believe, because at the end of the day, we're already doing these things. We're just doing them under the guidance of people outside of ourselves. So it's yeah, it's about expanding your consciousness and a lot of work I do. Most, most of the people who come to me are people, cause I was very religious 
my parents were not. I used to take the church bus to the next town over because I love the world of spirit. And mm -hmm. at that time, the only outlet for that was church. Right. Right. And so I grew up in the church, like I said, and studied again, Catholicism, Judaism, like if it's, if it's religious, I was, you know, into it. Yeah. And so it also takes being curious about things that happen outside of ourselves and also not making it seem like work. Yeah. It's like, oh, now I have to meditate. Oh my God. Now I have to do yoga. I have to do all these things. Right. It's like, find what works for you and try to make it fun. And also if you're suffering, will you not try anything? Will you not try everything? Yeah. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. I think it's simple. I think it's simple as that. I mean, for, for, for me, it's a couple of things you said with that one. I know that I need to meditate. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about I'm going to, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Well, I know that I need to do it, but it's but at the same time, it's like trying to, trying to make it, you know, it's like, like, like you said, putting it in your world, make, how try to make it fit into your world and, and, and not make it like, uh, it's meditation times. It should be like, ah, I'm going to meditate. And I, I hadn't got there, but which I love what you said about if you're in pain, once you try anything to, to relieve that pain. And yes, I struggle with sleeping. So I'm on TikTok and they saying, Hey, uh, if you boil lettuce, <laughs> It's like lettuce water. If you boil lettuce oh, and, and and make make lettuce water, uh, you know, you should be sleep within you know ten to fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. Today, after we, we finish talking, I'm going to the store to buy some lettuce. I'm mm -hmm. like, let's let's try it out. But that's what you and that's what you do. I've, it's been so many times. My mom has been in pain. Um, she had a, a, a few car wrecks, and so. Mm -hmm. Or you know she'll have something that, that 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 goes on with her, and I'm like, well, Mama, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Now, was she not in pain, baby? I'm not trying that. Was mm -hmm. she in pain? Uh, you got some right now. Facts, <laughs> Let's try facts. it. You know, yeah. At, at one point, this this woman let my let my grandmother, Lord rest her soul, give her turpentine <laughs> to to consume because she because 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 her throat was hurting. Uh, First of all, like, mama, you have two advanced degrees. I don't understand how you let this woman sit there and convince you to drink turpentine. You know yeah. turpentine yeah. is not going to do that's it. But it. but but that's what you do when you're in when you're in pain. And right. so I, I love I love that point. Be open minded open minded enough to expand your mind to try different things. Right. And keep doing again your other regular things too, right? Mm -hmm. I can only talk I mean, for me as a person who again experienced domestic violence, sexual violence, grew up in a home where there was violence, right? Like there's a lot of things that I experienced. And so through writing, through meditation, through yoga, the, the other thing we need to understand is through prayer, these are things to shed trauma to get we have to get the pain out of ourselves we have to do things that's called somatic things things of the body we have to not to mention we are black people we have things in, in our dna that predispose us to certain things 
Okay. And so, so epigenetics is a real thing. And so how do you get rid of spiritual things that are in your cells? You do it, yes, with therapy, talk therapy, but you also do it with somatic exercises, healing, spirituality. So I'll tell you this, I worked for an organ, I worked for an organization called Joyful Heart. Mm-hmm. And we did healing and wellness retreats for survivors of domestic and sexual violence. And we wrapped them in a week of holistic services in Ojai, California. Absolutely beautiful. So we did yoga. We did healings. We did Reiki. We They ate good food. We went out in nature. We did all of the things. These are people that lived in like East, East LA, Compton, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Right. Some people are a little bit more wealthy, but not really. Mm-hmm. The project was so successful, it started getting researched by Georgetown University. And they have for over years followed these survivors. And what they found was our one week retreat was more helpful to people than traditional talk therapy. Wow. In fact, the farther that people got away, so the years that went by from our retreat, the better, in quotation marks, the people got. Mm. And so, these things work. These things work. Now, the other thing I want to say to you about meditation, mm-hmm. it might be the type of meditation you're doing. You're in Atlanta, so I know you got to drive. Yeah. Okay. Med- you can meditate in the car. Meditation doesn't have to be like, um, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't resonate for everybody, particularly right. people who have trauma. People who have trauma, the mm-hmm. hardest thing for them to do is to clear their mind. Yes. People who have experienced abuse or particularly sexual abuse, when they close their eyes and they get silent, well, guess what? What's going to start to come? Memories. Uh-huh. Memories. Oh, the mind is like the mind doesn't know the difference between today, yesterday and tomorrow. That is not how the mind works. So when you close your eyes, it's like, oh, my God, this reminds me of the time that I was da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? So you have to do the type of meditation that works for you. So if you're driving, the meditation can be keenly paying attention to your hands on the steering wheel. Mm. What does it mean for me to go from the gas to the brake? What does my my butt feel like sitting in the seat? What does it mean when I turn the radio, right? That can be your meditation. Doing the dishes can be your meditation. Making the bed can be a meditation. Going to the grocery store can be a meditation. So you have to find out the one that works for you. I like that. I like that because some of the things that you're talking about, especially with, with the driving, that that's a lot of things that I've worked with, a, with my therapist with, like the, the grounding exercises and, and everything. And it's a sense of of of, of mindfulness and, and and paying attention to what's going on right there to keep your 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 thoughts from racing the different different places. So that makes a lot of sense. And even the grocery store situation, I hate going to the grocery store. Like I get anxiety with with, with you know, and my anxiety has gotten worse over the years. But what I've started doing. Uh, especially during the pandemic, I was really scared to go to the grocery mm-hmm. store. But uh, what I started doing um, is just putting my headphones in, blasting some, uh, you know, a, a, one of my favorite playlists, and I'm just kind of going down the aisles. So I'm just, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being mindful of the music and, and the feeling that it gave me, and, and, and just, and just kind of moving around, not caring about who sees me if I'm if I if I'm rapping with my rap hands, if I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not caring. Mm-hmm. You know, for for me that 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 helps me 
it helps me when I when I want to go out for a walk and, and do cardio, which I you know I need to do. And it helps it helps me it helps me with that. So it's finding those little small pockets, those little small windows that to, to help you. And so that makes a lot of sense. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. So I also want to get on this word about need and what you need to do. So mm-hmm. one of the f- most freeing things that one of my healer friends said is the reason why we procrastinate is because sometimes we just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So also not, you know, this whole thing for me is like not making ourselves wrong because even like the new age world, the metaphysical world, that too has become a commodity, right? So it's like, you have to be healing looks like Mm -hmm. this being well looks like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have things that come up for me because I'm constantly shedding. So it's like, okay, maybe today is not the day for cardio, but then it's like, why? Because there's always a why, like what's the fear there? Right. So I want to say that. And then I also want to say about the anxiety um, and other things. So you can also bring in essential oils. Mm -hmm. Right. And so something like lemongrass is a natural mood enhancer. Mm -hmm. And so just putting that in a burner, burning that, creating transitional rituals for yourself. Those types of things can also help with anxiety. Um, Lavender on the palms of your feet because lavender is calming lavender on your earlobes also. So working with essential oils can also help. Yeah. I, I got into essential oils a lot um, prior to the pandemic and I need, I guess, and I, you know what, I think I'll put them underneath my sink. I need to take a, take a, you know, a look at it. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, frankincense. I, I mean, I had like a lot of, so many of them cause mm-hmm. I, and I was researching all what they did. It was like, okay, so I yeah I definitely need to get back dust off my diffuser. That's right. That's <laughs> get right. Get back into it. That's right. Um, one one of the things I, I did want to cover you 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 mentioned that angel numbers are are more so like the gateway into you know you know you know the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also you know said that numbers do play a significant part. So I wanted to kind of talk about other I you know, ideologies, I guess, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. when it comes to numbers in the, in, in this particular realm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me get my little thing. So I'm big into numerology, mm-hmm. huge. So when we talk about five, five is definitely one of my favorites. So, okay. So if we want to look at a very famous person who uses the science of numbers, and it's obvious because mm-hmm. she said it mm-hmm. is Beyonce, mm-hmm. whose birthday was on September 4th. So right. she works with the number four. If we look at Jay Z's album, oh, and by the way, you didn't ask me my top five, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I heard you ask Fallon her top five. I was like, oh, he better ask me my top five just because I'm spiritual. Like, don't try to play oh, me. Oh, no. No, because you you know what? Yeah, and you from New York? No, I want to hear your top five. Don't try to yeah. play me. No, 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 no. Okay, we hold on. Let's let, let's pause this right now so we can get into this. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Once once you start talking about yeah, I was in New York. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to. So what's, what's your top five? Let, let's hear this. Let's Thank hear. Thank you it. for asking me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking. So Jay Z is my uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a few years where it was like a little shaky for me where I was just like, I don't know, like what's really happening, but you know, I'm fine now we're back. Um, my top two, I mean, I have just like such a typical top five. My top two is 
Tupac. My three is Nas. My four is Mighty Most. And then I'm going to say five is Kendrick Lamar. I know that we're not like at that status of like, we don't know what he's going to do long term. Right. But I just feel like his flow, the way he mixes in poetry, even though he's doing something really weird right now with this TV show. But um, that's my top five. I like your top five. <laughs> you do? Oh, I like your top five. I like your top five. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got res- I got respect for your top five. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you a real, yeah, yeah, you yeah. a real one. You a real. I'm a real one. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I I was one of those people that I used to just like randomly quote Jay Z just in everyday things. That's but I got me. out of that. But I, oh, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. I still do it. I still do. It. Let let so, let someone tell me. You know. Uh, Say something that contradicts themselves, and I'm just looking at them like, is it Uchi Wilder or is it one mic? Is it, is it Mike? Mike? <laughs> new shorty old you fight? Which one is it? That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. I'm gonna go listen when I get off. Oh, yes, else, yes. Oh, yeah, please. yeah, now thank you, you. Now you've touched my thank soul. You. Now you've touched thank my you. soul. Yeah, I'm like, let me just put my. Yeah, that's my top five. Now, I have to tell you, I was a little conflicted about putting Busta Rhymes in there because I don't feel like he gets enough credit. He does. He's very underrated. He's amazing. Yeah, Busta is very underrated. Busta probably needs to be my top. It's probably like half Kendrick, half Busta. I feel like that's I mean, it it, it feels more... No disrespect to Kendrick Lamar, but, you know, it just feels... You're right. More respectful to, to have Buster right. at number five. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I was, yeah, because I was thinking about it. I was like, okay. But, but I, I get it. I get it. I do. I do. I yeah. Get it. Yeah. Well, we're going to switch. We're going to put Kendrick off, especially until he gets this thing right with this TV show he's trying to do. Yeah. And we're going to put Buster firmly. Right. All right. Number five. All right. I I, I okay. definitely I definitely respect that. Yeah. Okay. Bus of us. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were saying so four, Beyonce, yeah. you know, represents number four, and then I guess Jay-Z with his four forty-four album. So Yes. And she's September 4th, he's December 4th. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they and if you look at her things, like she is, well, we already know she's very mystical and all of yeah. those things, but she's very much into numbers. So you can bring all of these things into your manifestation work and things like that. Like I already told you, like my podcast, I'm releasing it on a certain day, mm-hmm. right? Because it's because numbers carry a vibration. Mm. And so the thing about numerology is every letter is associated with a number. So you can do, if you put in your name and your birthday, that'll give you like your soul number, your path number. It's like astrology, but okay. it's with numbers. Okay. That's the easiest way I can describe it. Yeah, okay. this, this is, I'm excited. This, this is, this is going to be really good. I'm excited. Yeah. First of all, I'm excited to have you here. You've, you've, you've opened minds. Um, you know, in this conversation, you definitely have open minds. You definitely have expanded mine. I just, I'm just really happy that that, you, that you're on. I'm really happy that you that have invited yourself to be on on more anytime, you, anytime you want. Just be like, hey, hey, uh, Jared, I, I got the link. We we gonna record again soon. I want to talk to you about this. Cool. I'm not gonna. I'm, 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna book it down and let's go. Thank let's you. go. So you have an open invitation. Thank you. Um, I, I love your top five. So but, <laughs> I really my love top, top five, five is like da, 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 da. Yeah, you, you know what? You might make this a thing. You might make this a thing where I'm I'm asking everybody. It might be like the icebreaker question to ask everybody what's their top five. Um, because we gotta know. We gotta know from the beginning of the conversation, like right. And then yeah, because even if you don't listen, if you're not a big hip hop head, you still gotta you still listen to something. Yeah. Give me a top five. Give me your top five. Yeah. Uh, R&B artists. Give me your top five. You I need a top five from. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go ahead and write this down right now. Top five. I need your top five. I need your yeah. top five. Yeah. We need to know, even if it's country. Like yeah. whatever even it is. Like, country. I love country music. I love country music. So oh, see. Thank you. you. You've inspired. So while you're inspiring me and expanding my mind, mm-hmm. I again, I thank you for being on. But please, please tell everybody where they can find you, where, you know, the website, the new podcast. Tell them, tell them everything. Just tell them everything. Yes. OK, great. So my new podcast is called The Magic Hours. And the focus is art, culture, spirituality and politics. All the things I love. Right. We're going to talk about it all. And the name of my Instagram is also the magic hour. So you can follow me there. My website is I am Then you can check that out. And my YouTube page is also the magic hours. And so on my YouTube channel, I do daily readings. I do astrological readings. I talk about the thing, meaning like I do sign readings, right? So every month I'll do a reading of people's signs, but I also talk about things that are happening planetarily. I'm also a teacher. So I talk about crystals and how to cleanse your crystals, how to cleanse your tarot deck, how to cleanse your body, because that's, mm. you know, that's very important. So you can go to the YouTube channel for all of those things. I have two books out. One is called In Praise of the Witch, W-Y-T-H-C, and it's a book of poetry. Mm. And then I have a book called From Ashes to Angels Dust, A Journey Through Womanhood. And that is a series of interviews that I did with domestic and sexual violence survivors, many of them Black, some of them um, Latinx from all walks of life. And I documented those stories. You can find those anywhere. And I think that's it. I'm also, well, I am also a filmmaker. So um, I did do a short film about a Black Vietnam veteran living in Brooklyn called Thank You for Your Service. And so you'll be seeing that at some point. And I also wrote and shot a what started out to be a short film, but prayerfully it'll be an actual television show called Road, R-O-D-E. So be on the lookout for that as well. So yeah, it, it, those are some of the stuff that, that you we covered that that you just covered that I, I had on my list to, to talk about, but we just, oh, just kind of went there. So I guess that gives you an incentive to come back so then you can promote those and we can talk about those too. That's so, right. That's, that's right. great. All right, great. Awesome. Glad we made that happen. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So, oh, and 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 don't forget, I mean, I don't know. You might want to sit there and start a uh, you know, a exclusive, you know, glasses of line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you already you already got the, you know, the glasses popping like you got them popping. I'm, I'm just saying, just throw out some ideas, you know. Something. Maybe, right? Maybe somebody something. might want to collaborate with me. Yeah, so you know, just throw out ideas, see what sticks. Again, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking this week on this about you them. Too. Time.
It's been so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me this week on It's About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.